0: It's my distinct privilege to share with you on my heart um, everything that's about the code. That's our sermon series for this, for this season, the code. The code is very much the essence of Fellowship Church. And if any one of you know that the code is all about the values, the, the system, the coding that God implanted into Fellowship Church. So whoever comes to the doors, they get a sense of, do they have it or don't they? And you know when you've entered in environments, whether they have it or, don't, or, or they don't, whether they have a sense and a feeling where there's freedom or that there's bondage. And so you get a sense and a feeling for how things have kind of produced the believers within fellowship church. And so the value system, I have a heart and a passion for this. And Pastor Sean and I, we sat down and we kind of try to verbalize in word form what people sense and feel in fellowship church. So every person who is new coming into the family of God here at fellowship, they get a sense of what make, what makes fellowship so great. And the kind of person that they are, and how they will be developed. So, have you ever played with um, apps or programs? Okay, now many of you, you're you're gaming junkies. I'm I'm just pro- promising you right now, you love games. You have headgear, and you have like um, apparatuses and guns and all of that. Yeah, that you need a small group, and it's called a support group, more like AA. <laughs> Yeah, I'm concerned about you. You need a small group. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, there are many of my um like my family members and uh do you guys remember Angry Birds? Angry Birds? Yeah, my my kids were all over that. My husband loved it. He just loved, you know, like shooting birds, and all of a sudden I'm on the iPhone, okay? Not in person, not in real life, okay? Well, okay, PETA, get off of my back right now. Um and And they love these games. Now, my favorite gaming thing on my iPhone was um, uh, it's like bright jewels, and they're sparkly. You line them up, and then you get points, you know? And I call it bedazzled, but it's also called bejeweled, okay? And so it makes my world very happy when you have lots of colors, lots of jewels. You win. Hey, that's awesome, (laughs) And so um, when it comes to, you know, apps and programs, our generation right now, our technology um, age right now is highly invested in raising up the generation of coders right now who will learn the language to produce products, to problem solve, to create um, systems where it, it makes our world a better place. How many of you like all of your like Microsoft products, your gaming um, systems, some of the your websites that you kind of, you know, hired someone to develop a website for you, um, a dot com, anything that's related to cyberspace, a simple code that you put into the computer and that code will generate an instruction. And within those instructions, it will build something for you. And that computer will interpret that instruction to build, to create, and also build products that we're currently using and we're currently, you know, like mobilizing our world around. And so our, our generation is highly invested in raising a generation of coders to program things for our future. So coding is a language and that computers interpret to create apps and programs. And it keeps the app or the program, especially on your iPhone. Have you ever seen the little pop-up sign that says iOS update? Are you willing to update now? It's like, leave me alone. I will do it later. Get off my back. Um, so it, you know, those programs are extremely user-friendly and the more you get updates, the more you get a more modern system. And so that same coding system out in the world can be applied within the church world as well. It's a church coding system and the church coding is the same. It's a value system. It creates and produces believers and anyone who interacts with the church, And the church value system or code will receive not only instruction but also the benefit by exerting energy and being involved in the church. And so as you are engaging with the local house here at Fellowship Church, there is a code. We call it the church code. And so many who, you know, interact with Fellowship Church, there are two things that they will often see and also comment. The first thing is that our model is extremely simple. Say hello, simple. It's Extremely simple, not complicated, and if you've ever been around complicated things, um, believe me, I'm not talking about people that you know quit elbowing your neighbor. It's not about that. But number two, they will also comment comment about our culture. Not only that, it's simple, that it's uncomplicated. You don't have to find or look too hard to find the purpose of why we do the things that we do here at Fellowship Church. It's extremely um, simple. It's called people. That's our mission. It's it's simple. And so it's uncomplicated. And that means that we don't have to pull apart things to find the why in everything. It's extremely apparent and extremely uncomplicated. And so I'm sure that many of you have worked with complicated, like a lot of excess, baggage, complicated. And so I've worked with complicated. And let me tell you, when it gets complicated, it will complicate your world. From hand-me-downs, from in-laws, hello, you can't say no. It's complicated. How about that old 1991 computer? Yeah, the big honking monitor. Complicated. It slows down your world. Let it go already. Complicated. And have you ever um, been in that world or that space? Like for me, we've just discovered it. We bought our first brand new TV and it's a smart TV. That's what they say. Yeah, we had tried to install this smart TV five hours later. Can we say complicated? Yeah, I was ready to let it go. (laughs) And so when I'm looking at our world of complicated, pretty soon those complications come crashing down either and all of a sudden um, our program gets a virus and it shuts down. All of a sudden, the system that it used to be compatible for our, for our season of life, it shuts down on us. It slows us down. And we have to get an upgrade to be the church that we need to be. And so as we are looking at this, I love user-friendly items, like going from a PC to a Mac. Amazing. Easy simple from androids to iphones come on let it go now let it go just join the army iphones are amazing i used to have a blackberry my little chubby fingers couldn't press on those buttons fast enough i kept misspelling words and then all of a sudden i thought maybe i have a weight issue in my thumbs it's not the issue it's the phone I was ready to throw it down. And then all of a sudden, my husband brought me my first iPhone. I was like, oh. And then it was like a whole new world for me. Amazing. Uncomplicated. But what if it's an old PC that it's no longer flexing? And what if the newer technology that God's trying to download into our life, it becomes it becomes so weighed down, it won't work with an old system? And so as we are moving into this new wave of this new wine, of this new world called the life of Jesus in our 21st century, we have to be prepared. We need an upgrade. And so when you have an old PC and then all of a sudden the system slows down, the geek squad comes in and they take a hold of your PC and they bring it back home and they work hours upon hours and then they give you the bill and they slide it across the table and you're like, it would have been so simple to just buy a brand new computer, right? So simple. It's no longer flexing the old system. Now we have picked up a couple of viruses from our last church experiences, and now we're bringing it into Fellowship Church, and it's up to the leadership squad up in here to kind of go through all the muck and the mire, go through all the viruses that you've accumulated Go through all the old systems that you are still trying to carry over when God has always wanted you to let that go to receive a new download in Jesus. Church coding. It's simple. You can't make viruses work in our world of today. You can't make viruses work with your programs. And the old software is no longer compatible. And that's why the church coding system that we have today for Fellowship Church, it's going to blow your mind. And if I could say it in a very biblical way of saying this, to kind of communicate to um, the generation that I would like to, to just you know pass the baton to, it would be this. God is giving us new wine, and we're receiving it. And those old wine skins, you need to let them go. Because the new wine... It won't be supported in the old wineskins. Those old wineskins that used to work back in the day, used to be pliable. They are not working for today. And, and if we can put up our big girl pants on, our big boy pants on, and grow up and begin to walk in the destiny that God called you to do and to be, you won't be left behind. Because God is wanting to use a new wineskin, and he wants to impart a new wineskin, but it's up to us to receive it. And so for some of you that don't understand that, it's just saying this. God is doing something great in Fellowship Church, and I'm here to share it with you, and this is pretty amazing. I want you to write down, number one, that Jesus is our hope and healing. Everywhere you go, you will see and get activated by the hope and healing of Jesus, our mission, our motto. It's part of our church coding. It says here, it's hope for your tomorrow and healing from your yesterday. Romans chapter 5, verse 5, it says this. And this hope will never disappoint us because God has poured out his love to fill our hearts. And he gave us his love through the Holy Spirit whom God has given us. It's all about Jesus. That's the essence of who we are. It's not that that weird anticipation is, I hope he gets here. I hope I make it to heaven. I hope it comes through. I hope I will get there. It's not that kind of hope. It's not a feeling. Hope is a person. Hope is Jesus. And if you surround your life around the hope of Jesus, this is what you will sense in Fellowship Church. The next point is this. We build people. That's the next code, the next instruction that God inputted into the database, into the programming of Fellowship Church. And it is this, we build people. Every number represents a soul. So the numbers that are coming through, we prayed for this. And so I'm not going to complain about it. There are souls upon souls, people upon people, dying to have one touch from Jesus, wondering if he's real. And we created an environment for all of them, from the dream team to growth track. And it says, Romans chapter 15, verse 2, it says this, we should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. And so from the dream team to the growth track, we're creating environments where people can have easy entry points to join the team, to join the family. And it's simple, uncomplicated, not, not a lack of substance, a lot of meat, but not overridden and overweighed down with stuff and weights and we're trying to complicate their journey, complicate their lives. Remember, Jesus was against the Pharisees. Why? Because he they overcomplicated things for the people. And also Paul, he, he got upset with some of those Judaizers. Why? Because they weren't Jewish enough. And, and for all of this to happen, God is telling us time after time after time, revival after revival after revival, soul after soul every season. Keep it simple. My message is simple. For so, so for some of you, if you're wondering if Jesus' message is complicated, I'm here to kind of release you from the pressure of being all of it and then some. Just know that Jesus' message is sim- simple and you have a whole lifetime to work through your issues. Amen? Amen? Amen. Number three, we refuse to settle. We refuse to settle. We will believe God for more. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, it says, with God's power working through us, God can do much and so much more, more than anything we can ask or imagine. Can you imagine that? With our little, with our little few things that we know, with our little lives and our little experiences, God will take the little that you have that you think that you have nothing to offer to him and he will make it into a whole much. A whole lot of something, a whole lot of great things and something to build for the kingdom of God. Now, if you could apply that principle to Pastor Sean's life, imagine this. Imagine if Pastor Sean settled at 200 and 300 people in his world at the time, like eight, nine years ago in the, in the life and the history of fellowship. What if he threw in the towel? What if he just stopped there? You wouldn't be here today. And because he pressed through, we're able to see that there's so much more on the other side of the hill. Amen? Amen. And if I could give you this life axiom, it would be this. That anything worthwhile, anything worthwhile living is always uphill. And that means that we have this weird supposition in our culture that everything has to be easy that we have to take away obstacles, that we have to take away mountains and pitfalls. But anything worthwhile in life is uphill. That means you're going to exert energy. That means you're going to sweat a little. That means that you're going to break through. That means that you are going to feel some pain. So every level that you have that you want to obtain in Jesus, any success that you want in your life, any relationship that you're wanting to, to build with your daughter, with your son, and this, you know, absentee father, someone who's not paying in the bills, you're going to have to work a little bit harder. Why? Relationally, because anything worthwhile living is always uphill. Let's continue. Now you're getting the preach out of me. Okay, number four, we are crazy generous. We are crazy generous. Yeah, we're delirious, hysterical, amazing. Look at this building. You guys are incredible, amazing. Your sacrifice, what you've invested for people and the value of people. That's what makes you give. That's what makes you generous. It's not because you want to pad your, po- your pockets a little bit more and have an amazing retirement plan. No, God will take care of you, but because you took care of souls. That's why we're crazy generous. That's why we see the outcome that we're givers. God says this, it is more blessed to give than to to receive. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24, it says this, the world of the generous gets larger and larger, expansive, huge, and it's spacious, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Now, look at that. Really look at that scripture. That means everything in your world. If you're stingy, you're selfish. If you're selfish, you're, you're basically creating a world in your close proximity. And that means your world gets smaller. Your per- perspective is really little, limited, small, dense, not, not spacious, not, not even optimistic. You're always looking at the glass half empty when it's really half full. That's the kingdom of God. That's the the principle of the kingdom. And so if you're an Eeyore spirit, you're welcome to be here. But let me tell you, the outcome of this process, you're going to be so crazy generous. You're going to be hysterical. Amazing. Hello. Next one. Number five. We show honor. 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 I love that word. We glorify God and honor each other. It's all about our community. Here we show honor, not because we want Pastor Sean to look at us or me to look at you and say, man, he's amazing. He's so nice. But really, you're a, you're a hell on wheels and hell in high heels when you go back home, all right? Honor is what we practice here at Fellowship Church. We display respect and dignity. We love our those who are seasoned in the Lord, those who are in the middle of the road, and those who are st- starting to come into our community. And so as we are beginning to receive these people, placing honor and value, no matter what they look like, no matter what their sexual identity is, no matter what outcome they have gone through in life, whatever God has given them, we will welcome them here and love and place value and dignity upon people. Why? Because Jesus did that. There were so many Pharisees coming to him saying, you're you're eating with those sinner people. Oh my gosh. What? I came for the well, no, he came for the sick. He came to heal. He came to touch lives. And here we are, we're doing the same thing what Jesus did back in the day, which is to touch people's lives. And God's message will never return void. Why? Because it's the spoken word of God. It is seeds being planted in stony soil, and hard soil, in soft soil, but the outcome, he's the one that gives the increase. So uh, my duty in life is to share the gospel and spread it to as many people as I can and let Jesus do his business in changing people. Amen? Boy, you're getting the preach out of me. Number six, we will enjoy the journey. Oh, we're going to laugh hard, loud, and so often. And that's why Pastor Sean has that, you know, like deaf comedy jam humor. Yes. He had a BC, okay, before Christ moment. Yes. And it's kind of leaking through into his, you know, after Jesus encounter. And so every time, you you know, you hear Pastor Sean preach, every time you hear me cackling on the front row, it's all a purposeful thing. We're not there to just create a moment or create, you know, some kind of diversion or to eliminate or diminish Jesus. We're using all of that, and we're using it for the kingdom of God. And so every time he speaks a message, yeah, he's hilarious. And when he uses me as an illustration, yeah, I laugh here, and then I get him at home. because mama don't play that. I'm kidding. Just teasing. Psalms 126 verse 2. It says this. Then we were filled with laughter and we sang happy songs. And it says then the other nation said the Lord has done great things for them. Every time people come and walk through our lobby area, every time they encounter our dream team, they look at this place and they marvel. It's not the believers that marvel. It's the other people that are watching us build a place for God's glory. And so if you're in here, like on the download to kind of check everything out at fellowship, you're welcome. And I'm not here to expose you, but everything that you see here, I'm here to testify because of the sacrifice of people all around you. Every impartation, every gift, it's to the glory of God. And what he's done, he's done it well. From our staffing, you know, placing people on our staff, us encountering other teachers and preachers, those who are building the local church, infecting our world. All of that is because of the God connection, the divine connection, the God idea that God has placed in our world. And the great generosity of the people around you. So we will enjoy the journey and we will laugh a lot and I will cackle till Jesus comes. And so number seven, we are contributors, not consumers. Can we say no more spiritual moochers? Say it with me. No more spiritual moochers. Okay. No more spiritual cohabitating. No more spiritual one night stands. And the reason for that is this. And you get what I'm saying. There are people that come in and out, people that kind of, you know, like in your house, they come in, they roll in, they don't like the rules, they're not really committed, but they love sleeping in your home, they love eating your food, they love taking up a room. And so every time they come in and out, you know, they don't like, you know, being committed to the relationship, but they sure love the benefits. Amazing. Let me tell you, I'm going to step on some toes right now. And it is this that God is always about commitment. The big C word is commitment. And what a beautiful word that is. It's all about developing that fiber in your discipleship, in your discipline in life. Why? Because if you do that on a spiritual level, you will do that in all of your relationships. And God is trying to speak to this generation, commit, belong, Start belonging. Start taking ownership. Start taking stewardship in what you're investing your life into. And it says this. The church does not exist just for me. We are the church and we exist for the world. John 9, 4 and 5. It says here, we must quickly carry out the tasks that were assigned, by, assigned to us by the one who sent us. Because the night is coming. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I'm here in the world, I am the light of the world. So... We want to be. We want to receive all the benefits of what God is offering in the local church. But that only comes, the, the part where you grow up, the part that you begin to grow in your relationship is when you step into the world of commitment. And so I want to encourage you, don't consume anymore. Don't come to the table and say, oh, this is for me. I'm going to eat this. I don't like this, and I don't like that, and I love this. But there could be less of that. When I come to the table, I will eat what's prepared. I am not a stingy eater and I will love whatever I eat. Amen. Amen. And number eight, we lead. We lead. We lead. It says we will remain flexible, teachable, and extremely grateful. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 28. It says love and truth. Form a good leader. Sound leadership is founded on loving integrity. And that means that it's, it's not only, it's not being nice. Loving, it's not just being nice. You know what loving is? It's being intentional. When God was an intentional God creating us, he will be intentional in the direction of your life. And if you receive his intentional loving, adoration, guidance, and as he's guiding through in our life, that's how he forms great leaders to behave just the same. And so we're going to be unapologetically leaders from a place of strength and grace strength and grace. We're going to be strong. We're going to preach the word of God, but we're also going to show grace for those who don't understand yet. And so you're going to have um, a little bit of meat and a little bit of milk, a little bit of, of heavy word and a little bit of just laughter and, and a lot of, you know, stabs in the heart with the blade of God, but it heals going out. And so as you are experiencing Jesus message here, we're going to lead And we're going to lead in that capacity. And we're going to lead for the people that are coming into Fellowship Church. So we lead and we deposit that into our dream team. They're going to lead. And they're not going to apologize for that. They're going to lead with strong leadership. And the small groups, they're going to pastor all the needs of the people that come through their small groups. And that's why we entrusted them. And every time people come into our world, they say, Pastor Sean, do this. Pastor Sean, do that. Pastor Sean, you should do the hospital visitation. Awesome. Awesome. You could do that as a small group. Well, I was expecting you to do it. Sorry, it's not our job. We're equipping you to do the work of the ministry. It's being a leader. And that's how you lighten the load. And that's how you expand and flex. And that's how you get the new system working into the old, old system that you're trying to carry through. And God is really trying to foster relationship, accountability, and life-giving relationship into your world. But the more you refuse the new data system, the new program, the more you're going to try to operate in that old system that God is not blessing anymore. And so number nine, we'll do whatever it takes. We'll do whatever it takes. We'll do whatever it takes short of sin. You know what that means? Anything from point A to Z, we will do. And we will not defy the word of God. And every methodology that we experience, yeah, we're flexing, we're trying things. Some things will work, some things will fail, and that's okay. It's a great experimentation of finding the wind of God. We're trying to see where is He, where is, what is he blessing? What, where are you, God? And then all of a sudden, boom, growth track started happening. I remember when I used to teach growth track, when no one showed up, Or one only one person showed up. And now you have 275 people show up. (laughs) God's blessing. Dream team. Back in the day, we had maybe around 100 people being a part of the dream team. Now you have over 1,000 people in the dream team leading, creating the culture. Why? Because they know it's all about you. Souls coming in, experiencing the life message of Jesus. We'll do whatever it takes. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1, it says, invest what you have, your resources, your talents, your energy, because after a while, you will get a return. So yes, we'll say no to a lot of things. Absolutely. And we won't apologize for that. But we will say yes. We'll save all of our energy to give the best yes to what God is doing. And so that's what we'll do. We'll do whatever it takes. Number 10, we will keep the main thing, the main thing. We will keep the main thing the main thing. It's not about getting the job done. It's about getting the people done. You see, there's a lot of things that happen within Fellowship Church. A lot of things that we, you know, that, that could consume our energy, consume our best energy, our best yes. And so we'll, we'll see all kinds of people just getting downloaded with all kinds of activity. And we don't, we don't want to do like another program. We don't want to do another system. We want to do what God is blessing. And so John chapter 21, verses 15 through 19, and I'll end with this. It says here, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he's like, yes. Master, you know I love you. And Jesus said, feed my lambs. You know what that expresses? That there are going to be babies around that you're going to invest a lot of energy to. And you're going to do a lot of feeding by the bottle. There are a lot of babes, a lot of young sheep, a lot of lambs coming into God's kingdom. And so what that means is, you know, a lot of you are starting your journey in Jesus. And you're trying to figure things out. And you're going to need a lot of close interaction with some of the people here at Fellowship Church. And they're going to take you on the journey. And so that's what feeding lambs looks like. And then he says, do you love me more than these? He's like, yes. Then shepherd my sheep. He says, I want you to lead. I, I want you to lead the greater group. I want you to lead unashamedly, unapologetically. And then he says, do you love me more than these? And, he's, and Paul, um, um, Peter says, yes, I do. And he says, feed my sheep. You're going to teach people that know God, that are grown, And you're going to teach them how to lead the family of God. And this is how we do life here at Fellowship Church. Lots of good ideas, believe me. Lots of ministry, lots of things going on. But we don't want to do a lot of things. We want to do a few things really well. And we want people to find God, to know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. And so let's make another story together let's build someone's life. And every time we go into our dream team huddles, this is what the main rally is all about. I want every one of you, if you can do this right now, just extend your hand. This is our coaching session. You just received a download. And so, I'm here to tell you as part of Fellowship Church, you are meant to do great things. You're not here to sit, you're not here to marinate, you're here to to get instructions, get a download. And you're going to do awesome and amazing things because you're infecting and influencing people's lives. And because you're under the house of fellowship church, you're going to grow. Don't be frustrated. You're going to increase in wisdom and knowledge. Don't, don't be anxious. Don't try to grow in a hurry. Allow God to process you. Let him process you in life. So on the count of three, I want you to yell with me, dream team, because we're his ultimate dream team. So let's go and make another story together on the count of three. One, two, three. Dream team, live your life well.